Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another edition of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is our anniversary edition where Manny, Johnny from the North Bank and Scunny Mike all join me at my house. We have some food, we have a few drinks and we enjoy a live podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Hello, good evening, welcome. This is our very first live uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's episode number 46 and it's... Um, because we're a year old, and on this occasion we've just had food, a couple of beers. Well, some of us had beers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, some of us are lightweights and just had water and cranberry juice. I'm with Manny. So we've got cystitis. <laughs> He's got cystitis. <laughs> I'm with Manny. I'm with Mike from Scunthorpe and Johnny from the North Bank. Well, you're just Mike now, aren't you? You're not Mike from Scunthorpe anymore. No, I'll still stick with Scunny Mike. There's always that Mike from Boston, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who couldn't... He's missing again. Of course he is. <laughs> he was meant to be here tonight, boys. He's always missing. He's, He's always, always missing. missing. He's always missing. So, some positive, thing, positive things we want to look at is um, we have launched tonight, to, in, in, coordination, in coordination with this, uh, our website. Um, so, gunsandyellowribbons.com is now live. We've got some blogs on there from some of the guys. And it's a collaboration between, between uh, Boston Mike's Wenger's Coat Sip and Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, and one of the other things that Johnny wanted to talk about was the food bank. Go on, you talk about the food bank thing. We're going to try and do it for Christmas and we, we want... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, last couple of years I've been doing a, a reverse advent calendar. So basically for each day that you would do an advent calendar, you'd get a box and then you put something into the box for somebody for a food bank or a homeless outreach, which I do on a regular basis. So it's a good idea. We just prompt people to do 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 some good, and you're going to turn your phone on silent. He did. So we've got quite a lot to cover. We've got to cover the Blackpool game, which we didn't look at. We've got to cover that game at the weekend, the Liverpool game, the game that everyone was saying was going to test our season. We are going to look at the game that we're going to to tomorrow night, boys. Manny's not, but. No don't start, don't, just, just leave it alone, <laughs> just leave it alone. Uh, so we're going to look ahead to the sporting game and maybe touch on the Wolves game on Sunday. So quite a bit to get through, but we'll try and get it done in our usual hour. We might overrun because it's a special we're occasion. Gonna we're going to overrun. We're gonna overrun. Yeah. Well, with some topics, is Paul Merson you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, we, we have to touch on it. We <laughs> yeah, we Welbeck and the abuse he got. Mm, um, yeah. At Welbeck and possible transfer at 10 million to Palace. But let's look at the Blackpool game. First of all, Arsenal have eliminated Blackpool from the League Cup twice previously 1968 69 quarter final, in uh, 1976 77 when they needed two replays and on the third in the third round. Um, we're looking to reach the League Cup quarter finals for the third consecutive season, which we have, and we'll talk about our opposition there. Um, and in uh, in domestic cup competitions, Blackpool have only won one of the last 26 games. This is ahead of that. They've obviously now won one out of 27. So, what do you make of the lineup? We had uh, a different lineup. Who wants to go? Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was to be expected. 
a little bit, I think. Um, I was a little surprised when seeing the um, the Spanish kid. What's his? I can't pronounce his last name. I just got to Spanish. I'm just gonna, let's just call him Julio. That's his first name. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, I was looking forward to seeing him. I was looking forward to seeing him. Um, it, it was quite solid. Uh, I thought it was quite solid. He was solid. That he's small. Though. Yeah, I was. I was saying to somebody in the weeks that the only thing that's going to stop him from being a top class centre half is the fact that he's about six inches too short. No, he really, really is small. I wonder how tall he is. I can't be any taller than five ten. But he was decent. He was decent. Um, no, that was the only real surprise for me. And and Mustafi started. Jenkinson. Jenkinson oh. left back. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. I thought he did well. I actually expected him. You know, if our fullbacks wasn't weren't uh, fit, that he would come in on uh, against Liverpool. I'm glad he didn't. I, I'm, I'm sorry. He, he didn't have a bad game. No, I thought he played all right. Okay, but we were playing against Blackpool. All right. I mean, that, that, okay, it was his first game in how many months? Years. Perfect. Two years. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he's I mean, had like two broken game, legs like, in uh, yeah, he's three been injured. years. He went, he went to Birmingham and dislocated his shoulder like in the exactly. first game. Uh, West Ham. Yeah. He went to West Ham and broke his leg. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. It, it was a decent game for him to, to come back to. Against Blackpool, no real pressure. Um... Whatever, he shouldn't be at Arsenal. I'm sticking to that. He shouldn't be at Arsenal at all. And what about Maitland Niles? What do you make of Maitland Niles? He, he started. In his preferred position. Is he, he prefers to play as uh, AM. Yeah. Was he better as a tech midfielder? He was in the yeah. midfield, yeah. yeah he was, uh... Lichsteiner was giving him such a hard time. He was, he was. At any opportunity he could, he was giving him a hard time. Like It was, it was, it was awesome to see, though. But he didn't, he didn't look match fit, do you think? No, 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 no. It was only his second game back. He played the full game though, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I was surprised at that. I actually thought he would come off. If I'm honest, it wasn't the most enthralling game in the world, was it? No, it was quite a hard watch. It was crap. Um, I, I, uh, I started off in block two, because usually when there's these extra games that don't cut in, aren't included in my ticket, I, uh, I mix it up a bit. And the first half I was in block two, and uh, it was it was quite good. And then I went and sat. Uh, I found out that uh, our our, uh, our man Steve was down for his birthday. Oh, and big he, Steve! Big Steve, and he had his the tickets he got was my bloody ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he got my seat. What are the chances of that? It's definitely a coincidence. I done it for Doncaster. I think I said in the last day that I didn't go because I done the Doncaster game, and it's a completely completely different crowd. Yeah. Your stand up for the Arsenal uh, was just. Mexican waves, all that sort of stuff. I just, I, I, don't, I don't think I'll be going unless. Uh, what? I'll be going to the top room. Definitely. You better be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you better be. Like, yeah. There's no excuses. That, well, you you won't. Whereby you anybody could have bought my seat. Uh, there won't be a season ticket holder that won't buy their seat. Mm. And even if they can't go, they'll make sure it goes to somebody who they know. There yeah. won't be. You will not. You'll find it hard to get tickets. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, aren't they trying to bump up the price for that? There was talk of it, but I hope they keep them to yeah. ten lower, twenty upper. Mm, fair dues. Yeah, well, I've I've been sure. checking the website every day to see when they uh, they go on sale. Well, I've got to buy some Huddersfield tickets for my boss and his son, and my boss isn't, or my director isn't into football at all. Uh, but he texted me the other day and he said, uh, "My son's got into football, and for some reason he's got into Arsenal." I said, "Well, first of all, he needs to listen to Guns and Yellow Ribbons." So I sent mm. him a link <laughs> to the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, "He said, can you get me tickets for December the second? Uh, two tickets." I went, "Dream on!" I said, first of all, it's a North London derby. Secondly, for his very first game, 
That's he's, not where you want it's, to take it's not, it's not the one to do. I said, go the week afterwards, Huddersfield. It's a cat sea. It's a cheaper game. I can get seats, get them together, easy. Uh, I can organise parking, da 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 da. So that that'll be that'll be. I got to sort that out in the morning. So That's what I'm going to. Yeah, you're coming down for that one yeah, as well. Yeah, taking the wife out for a birthday. Yeah, good good <laughs> treat. She's not even an Arsenal fan. So um, we went in at half time, one nil up for the first time. Uh, we were half time in that game. The first time we're all season that we've been leading at half time in that game. So, and your boy Gunduzi was doing well. Yeah, yeah. Was it, yeah, yeah. yeah but oh, he was play, he was playing against lesser opposition in Blackpool, as you just said. Okay, but we're talking about Gwendozi, not Jenkinson. Right, Jenkinson, that was his first game back. Gwendozi, this was a game where he could express himself really. Yeah, pick I up the ball he played and, really well. Yeah, pick he up the ball. himself very well. He got two yellow cards and got sent off. Okay, the first one was not a yellow was, card. No, that's, that, that was harsh. harsh. That was very. The harsh. second one, yes, it was a yellow card, and he and he was stupid to even go for that challenge, mm. considering he was already on the yellow card. But again, he's nineteen years old and he's still learning, mm. so he can get away. with I'd that. rather him learn against Blackpool than against Liverpool. But I think because he was then suspended for the Liverpool game. I think that forced uh, Emery's hand in bringing back uh, Kolasinac a little bit ahead and not playing uh, Zaka at left-back, which I'm very happy with, by the way. Uh, I'm very happy that he wasn't playing at left-back because I thought Kolasinac didn't have a bad game, apart from getting caught out a couple of times. I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that one. Yeah. Which was the Liverpool game. Liverpool game, yeah. So Blackwood reduced down to 10 men a few minutes later. Um, when O'Connor was shown a straight red for a, a, a shit, shit tackle on Aubameyang. Do, do, ba, do, ba, do. Oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> do, 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 do. I, I think it was a bad tackle. I don't think it was I, a red. I, yeah, I, I'm dubious. I, at the time, I thought, oh, that's bad, that's a red. But then when I watched it back, I, I thought, oh, I think he, you know, some might have given it, some might not have given it. So I think he was not. I wouldn't think it was harsh. I think on another day he would have got a red card. Do you think the referee was maybe leveling things up because he thought it was too yeah. harsh on the two yellows? I think the referee so. was a dick. He was he was terrible. He, uh, he had a bad yeah, game. He was terrible. He was missing like clear, you know, like corners and then offsides. The, the offsides were ridiculous. He was terrible. But there you go. Aubameyang was offside so many times. <laughs> so the full time score was 2-1 Listiner got one obviously before half time good finish Smithrow came on afterwards sorry my screen's just gone dead um, Smithrow came on afterwards and he scored a goal of 50 minutes obviously yellow cards for uh, Gwendozi and um, a goal by O'Connor was it O'Connor that scored? yeah O'Connor yeah, yeah. scored and got sent off Yeah. man of the match Mike Oof. Oh. why'd you come to me for that one? Because you haven't said anything yet. <laughs> I jumped. Uh, I only watched the first half because um, my focus. I was have to watch it on my phone because I was got the, the food yeah. the link, and then he just kept bouncing around. So I would personally, I would have said I thought Jenkinson had a good game. <laughs> John, but that was in the first yeah. half, so I can't say anything other than that. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Jenkinson had a good game. I wouldn't have given him man of the match. Um, it's quite hard because not everybody, no, nobody really excelled. No one really stuck their head above the rest to say. But if you had me, to, uh, Emil Defro records. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, um, I'll go with Lichtsteiner. Okay, I'm. Yeah, I just like the way he was giving everyone a hard mm. time. 
I'm I'm with you, Mike. I thought Jenkinson played out of his skin. I think he was playing. Well, I, I can only judge on the first half. So. And, and and he carried on. To be honest, towards the second, he didn't miss much in the second half. No. Um, they, they, I just thought he put in a decent performance and looked like he was trying to play his way back into contention mm. to be considered in the squad of players. And fair play to the guy. And if not, at least be in the shop window for January. So, but I'd like to, I'd like to keep Paul. He will see his contract out. Yeah, because he's on 50k, like, and nobody's yeah. going to pay those wages for such a bang average unless, unless we pay him off, he is at his, the club he supports, the club he's always loved. He's been here since he was a tiny kid. He went he, to school down the road there. Exactly, oh, he's down the road from here. He will see his contract out, and then he will take his chances. I think he's just going to be one of those fixtures. Another waste then, of money. And, it, and it, he'll go to the manager and say, oh, just give me 10 grand then. You know, be a squad player, and he'll get a huge signing on fee wherever he goes to. Anyway, yeah, as well. if he does move on, then yeah. yeah. Um, there's a slight game of a North London derby as the quarter final. Oh, oh I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm just glad it's at our place. I didn't want Wembley, and uh, not with the state of their fucking pitch. Oh, oh Jesus that Christ. is horrendous. That is horrendous. So um, we'll look at the Arsenal Tottenham game um, quarter final later. Uh, not in this podcast, but in another podcast because it's. Week commencing the 17th of December, so it hasn't been confirmed yet. It's penciled in on BBC as Tuesday night football. Oh, we've got a cat just walked in. Manny, you like cats? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Johnny's a pussy magnet. Went straight to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should get one of those t-shirts. Pussy magnets. <laughs> on the uh, Spurs' uh, pitch, a friend of a friend uh, works on the ground stuff. Yeah. at Arsenal and uh, Tottenham have been trying to poach our ground staff really? yeah I heard about it today because uh, they're, they're trying to get better ground staff in and it's not it's happened before you know people have come in for because we've got some of the best well the best previous pitch. groundsman at uh, Highbury went to Wembley didn't he in the end? yeah uh, and one that was at the Emirates went to Real Madrid right okay um and uh, yeah, it a, but it's very hard to poach our our groundsmen because they're some of the best in the world, and they're very well paid. For what yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go on to the game that's going to dictate our season. Mm. It's the one that everyone says, including Paul Merson, we're going to get smashed round the place. We didn't get a chance to do a, a preview of that game, but I've got some stats that we can preview around it. But. You know, let's look at before the game, then we look at the game itself, look at what we predicted and see what we thought. So Liverpool have netted 17 times in the last five league games against Arsenal, scoring at least three times uh, in each of those encounters. Uh, Arsenal are, are winless six, uh, in the last six Premier League meetings against Liverpool. We've drawn three and lost three. It's the longest such run against them. as uh, so 12 games since uh, from 1994 to 2000. Um, we've just won. They've just won three of the last twenty-seven Premier League games against the other big six. Um, so we have drawn nine and lost fifteen, uh, and losing in our last five encounters. The only previous uh, managerial meeting between Unai Emery and Jurgen Klopp was in the twenty sixteen Europa League final, when Unai's red and white army uh, beat Liverpool with Sevilla. Sevilla, um, three-one. So some interesting facts on there. No, no, no uh, surprise with the trophy dodger. 
<laughs> yeah, we did have jammy dodgers and trophy dodgers. Um, What's he done? Six finals and zero wins. Yeah. yeah, that's shocking. By anyone's standard, that's shocking. By law of averages, he should have had one. Surely, he's meant to be this superstar manager. You know, the only thing he's is super smile, isn't it? More than anything else. I just... think. I think the only reason why he's classed as a superstar manager is where he got Bruce Dortmund to win the Bundesliga when nobody expected them to. Yeah, and they won it convincingly, but they did a Lewandowski and Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan and Hummels and mm. quite was a few it, say, was it that stars. Yeah, who was on it. Yeah, stars yeah, yeah. the team. Yeah, yeah. 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 superstars in yeah. there that have yeah. gone on to other Hummels teams. was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Hummels. Yeah. So we, what were you expecting lineup wise? Were you expecting uh, uh, Wobie to start over Ozil? I know we know what happened, but this is just like. In, in advance of the game, what, what did you want to see? And I'm just going to step up and get me beer. <coughs> For sure, I didn't want I to am. see. I didn't want to see Jacques at left back. Yeah, um, that's the one thing I didn't want. I was I praying did, yeah, for yeah. fullbacks. Praying for the fullbacks. I didn't um, expect Bellerin to be back, and I was so glad he was back. His leg was strapped up to high. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, His leg was strapped up like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, I was. I was expecting goals, and I was expecting lots of goals because yeah. we've been leaky in the past, and they've been leaky. Although they've only conceded four goals this season, so that was. Well, I was when you spend like seventy-five million on one defender, I'm expecting you guys to not to concede as many How goals. good was he? he, he Virgil was, Van Dijk he is, is he's the defender we've been calling out. He's the re- so yeah, he's the reason why they're where they are now. Mm. Yeah. The difference yeah. when they when they, yeah. when they brought him in. Oh, definitely. It's not, just, he's not just good at defending, but he talks non-stop. Yeah. He makes the defenders around him better. He makes oh, yeah. the unit better. 100%. The defender that we needed. Let's not even go into that. Right. Well, not. apparently he wasn't good enough when he was at Celtic. We, we, the we, one that got away. Yet <laughs> another one, one that got yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yet another one. So, prediction-wise, we had Mike on behalf of the guests, which was 3-2. Um, Mike in Boston was 3-1, not 3-0, as I said on the YouTube. Um, Manny was 3-2. And um, I predicted a draw of 2-2, and that's why I said I was expecting more games. It's the 250th meeting in all competitions between um, Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, Alisson, which is uh, Alisson uh, Becker, Becker. Uh, his brother is also a professional footballer. And uh, guess what his brother's name is? Boris. <laughs> Lorraine. <laughs> Not far off. Muriel. How can you name your two sons, Alison and Muriel? I'm guessing uh, that's that's a you know it's a Brazilian a Latin thing. thing, you know. Yes, yeah, I'm guessing they could go get away with it. I think. Well, you're called Emmanuel. What are you trying to say? Well, I used to watch a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which number are you? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, showing an age thing. Seventies soft. I won't go into the rest. Yeah. Precursor it wasn't to soft. Uh, Red Shoe Diaries. No, it wasn't soft. It wasn't soft. <laughs> I might have to do my Googles on that because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Emmanuel does Dallas. and Oh, yeah. it's Vintage. <laughs> Look under the vintage category. Whatever, vintage whatever. category. <laughs> okay, right. Back to the football. Back when the beavers were good. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm glad the wife's gone out. <laughs> Right, seven minutes in, Laka came close. Thirteen minutes in, 
Aubameyang, do do, uh, hit the he's side blessing. Like, he? He's not. No, I'm not. No. no. Um, Torreira's pressing. Um, Bellerin. What did you make of? Stop, look stop, look, stop, at, the, look stop, at the first stop. half. Come on, you let's know look what? at the first half. I think Aubameyang really set the tone for how we were going to perform in that game. Just like literally straight away pressing Alexander yeah. Arnold, yeah. getting the ball in there. I love Lucas in Torreira. their faces from from ball one. From the jump. It's like the first time this season I can actually say from bang from ball one we was atom straight out the gates we were atom and it was good it was good to see I was like oh this is you could feel the difference it was it was non stop as well which made yeah. it even better yeah. what did they say you play the occasion mm. well these yeah. guys were yeah. were on it I don't know what Emery told them keep going keep t- keep telling them that because but was, I think he told us all in the in, in in the stadium as well because it was rocking it really was yeah. honestly it was, I've I've, I've it, it, it's rare that um. Uh, you just tap it. Um, it it's rare that uh, the stadium is rocking as much as it was. <clears throat> Let me get this going again. I think the only only period where there was any kind of silence was literally like the thirty seconds after after the they scored. scored. It was definitely quiet, and it then was the weird. North Bank just went Arsenal, Arsenal, and it just. Who do you think started that? <laughs> it was oh, I don't know can't even think I was losing my voice from like the 10th minute already because my voice is still not recovered properly from the Leicester game uh, yeah I was I was pretty hoarse I must admit Monday if, if we did do a podcast Monday it would have been I would have been Barry White definitely yeah. Barry White <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll say this um, I have never heard the Emirates so loud over a tackle and the series of tackles you're talking about Torreira yeah. oh yeah. hell oh. yeah that little 15 minute period they made a went after of it. of course went after Salah got the ball popped it off Ozil gives it away goes back to Salah Romane goes into him as well it wasn't just the, the crowd that sliding tackle the Listen, that slide that recovering tackle was brilliant it was it right. shouldn't have been needed but the fact that he him he, he ran 60 yards and made a recovery tackle like that. Brilliant. Then I don't want to hear any more excuses about the Xhaka shouldn't be doing any defending. Because clearly he can he do He plays it. better with Treya. Clearly he can We've do We've been it. saying this for weeks. Yeah. We said it but that, right at the beginning of the season. What were our hopes at the beginning of the season? Looking at Torreira, looking at what uh, a player like that would bring. It was like, we hope he's going to basically balance us out in the middle. And allow you know, give us a bit of balance in the middle. That's what we needed. Well, he does all the dirty work, so and that's yeah. what we need. But Shaka was doing the dirty work as well. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with what you're saying as well. When you say, when people say he's not a defensive mid, when clearly when you can see he can do a sliding tackle like he did on Salah, of all the people as well. Mm. It wasn't just a sliding tackle. And in the box, recoveries and his interceptions, yeah. and it was all of it. And with so, it being in the box as well. Yeah, you know he I mean? can do. He normally penalty. gives away penalties. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he gave away a penalty, a penalty against Leicester, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he had, he had some. <coughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. we want Leicester. Sorry, it's Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that Mustafi should have taken care of that outside. But that's not. Yeah, no, no, I've still no, got the, yeah. the bruises, and you've seen the bruises as well. But, well, some of them anyway. I think one thing we haven't mentioned <laughs> as well is Holden had a great first half. Yeah, yes. he, did, uh, he was immense. My God, and how good is he in the air as well? Over these last few games that he's been in, his aerial. He's built up ability, as well. Yeah. Yeah. His aerial yeah. ability is, un- is unreal. So 17 minutes in, Mane and Firmino. 
What do you make of that? Oh. That goal that was offside. It was offside. According to the the, the FIFA website, uh, somebody posted that the actual clip of the uh, the screenshot of the rule. He was engaged with play. Yes, he was in the first phase, and it, uh, so he's offside. Yes, because he yeah. moves on to the second phase, and he's still in an offside position. He, he, he if he. If Firmino didn't get hold of that ball, Mane would have. They're both gone for the ball. Yes. They're both in the view of the keeper. Uh, they're both affecting what the keeper's trying to do because the keeper's trying to keep an eye on Firmino, keep an eye on Mane. Um, so if, if if Firmino didn't get the ball, Mane would have touched it and it would have been straight offside. The fact that it rebounded and went straight onto his lap, well, you know, I I, I thought it was offside. And it's offside. It, it was offside. Yeah. It's but the media side. media don't like Arsenal. Oh. So. It's just a, it's just them dickhead refs that you get on these TV. Is it BT? Yeah, ref watch on ref BT watch, Sport. Yeah. How they grip? The linesman called it perfect. When they're saying the linesman was a few yards behind of play, so he probably didn't realise he made the call and he's got to stick with that call and obviously the ref didn't want... No, 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 no. The linesman made a good decision. It's simple as that. Okay. It really was. And that ref watch and that idiot who was doing that, I can't remember Dermot his name. Gallagher, the only... The, yeah. <laughs> the only ref right, who actually spoke any sort of sense was Mark Housley, surprisingly. Yeah. Who he was like, well, mm. listen, he was active because he was actively trying to go yeah. for the ball when it was played in the first place. So yeah. it was offside. I don't know what the fuck these Liverpool fans are talking about. You go on Clutch Twitter. And in fairness, I'm, I, work, I work with a couple of Liverpool fans. One guy was going, mm, it's offside. But the, the other guy I spoke to today, because I wanted to make sure I spoke to him before we'd done this, and he came along and said, I was glad with a point because he said, in fairness, you were the better team. Yeah, I think they had probably more opportunities uh, than us, but I think overall we, we dominated we, the game. We dominated the game. We, 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 There's uh, also on the flip side of their offside to our offside with Mustafi. Well, I was, I was that just, was close more than yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I saw it, first of all, I, that was the next one I was going to come on to. Yeah. God, you're good at this, you know. I must, I must be. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Thirty-nine minutes. Lac- Lacazette scores a goal and was deemed offside. Mm-hmm. Mustafi was so marginal, wasn't he? It was. Really? It was definitely marginal. Yeah. But, but was he active? If you look at that, no, he's not. He's only. You know, he's not. Well, no, it's where the ball's played to him. He was off. He was in an offside position. Okay. Tight. It was very tight, but yeah, I'll, you know, what I mean, I'm trying not to be biased here, but yeah, I, I reckon he was offside. But after after the replay, you can see he is. But if you was just straight up there, it must have been a hard job for the linesman to get that. Mind you, Mustafi put in a good, good performance because only like not many few a few minutes before that, he cleared one off the line from Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah. Uh, can, can, can I just say? Uh, he uh, won at the post and he volleyed one into the keeper, didn't he? And yeah. I think that's the one yeah, that come yeah. off. It. Uh, he had to clear off the line. That's just before half time. Uh, yeah, there was, there was one before half time. Yeah, uh, Van Dijk hits the post. Leno, what the fuck are you waving his hands about for? Uh, could have got. Uh, uh, could have gotten. He got left alone, didn't he? Who, who left Van Dijk to get? Because it was like it was a free header. It was. Yeah. It was on Mustafi's. Yeah, he saw yeah. um, Leno start whacking. Um, Virgil van Dijk in the face, like coming in to try and get round him, and yeah, yeah. well, Allison made the same mistake. Yeah, yeah, he did too. with Mkhitaryan. He took him out. Yeah, he, he wiped him he out. Absolutely he wiped him out. Yeah, and I think I don't think the Leno thing is any better, to be honest. I think no. the Leno thing was kind of worse, to be honest, because of where the ball was. It was a lot. He had out. no business coming that far out no. to try and get that ball. He was never no. going to get it. There was no angle on the ball whatsoever. It was literally coming straight. What, what are you doing? And you know, what do you make of Leno? Like. That that was the again we go back to say that was the big test the big game that we're coming up against genuine title contenders top four contenders and 
He I, made some good saves. He made some good saves, but he doesn't like a cross coming in, does he? No, he's, he's a good he's a good shot stopper, but his decision making is suspect. But as a young keeper, I'm not too. goalkeeping coaches now as well and he has got better he, he will I mean he's only 26 he's got a mistake oh, all, young, all younger players have a mistake in them um, I don't think he did I don't. I thought that the same he did uh, I think it was against another Van Dyke header that was going that was powering in under yeah, the yeah, bar yeah, and he yeah. put a good strong hand to it and turned it over that was a brilliant save yeah, again shop stopping yes but uh, like you can't really give him too much stick uh, when we get to the goal. <laughs> I don't think you can because it, that was a really good cross, swerving away from him, and he'd already committed himself before it started to swerve out even more. I think I've seen that goal. Did did did. I, that's where he parried it away and then yeah. hold, it, holding there was a slight flick yeah, of holding a little flick from holding which yeah. put it into Milner's path yes well, it was I, a bit of un, you know, bad luck it, it was it was bad luck but if Leno doesn't do that it goes straight to Salah mm. for a tap in exactly so he had to do that but apparently right, if, you, if you listen to to other other podcasts or whatever apparently he was trying to catch it Right. Whether he was trying to catch it, whether he was trying to parry it, when he parried it, it was going towards Kalasanak anyway. Yeah. But that rebound of holding took it into Milner's path. Either way, he had to deal with it. He had to deal with the cross. But I'm, I'm not going to blame him for that. And Milner has never, when he scored a goal, he's never lost a game for Liverpool. Fifty games or something like that. Yeah, it's forty-nine. Yeah, it was a forty-nine goals, or something like that. I know I can't have scored forty-nine goals from Liverpool. Fuck Milner. Not Liverpool, yeah. but in the Premier League, in the Premier League in general. I, I noted down here, the fans quiet for about 10 seconds. And that's that's what you were saying earlier. It felt like an age. It did. But it just, boom, it got louder. And I, yeah, and I, 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 I was like, you know, I kind of came to after a few seconds. I'm, I'm looking around, I'm thinking, bloody hell, it's really quiet. And I just started shouting, Arsenal, Arsenal. And then nobody was doing anything. And I just carried on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, bang! Everybody seemed to be singing, and it just came like a massive crescendo. It was bang, and then you could saw a couple of the players look around, as if to say, "Right, we've got Hang to on, get yeah, in." Yeah, they're this. behind us. Yeah, they're, and it, it did feel like that. It was different. You know what? It, it felt different. It, the last time it felt a bit like that. Obviously, North London derbies, but they're all a li- always a little bit hazy. Yeah. Um, but Barcelona or a Bayern Munich game or yeah. something. It, it felt. Huge. It did I think the, the crowd felt their role. Yeah. I think on the majority, people understood that the crowd had a role to play in the game, as opposed to we're not just there, as some of the tourists are, to take <laughs> in the stadium, have a had a stadium tour, you know, buy a shirt, what have you, and then half a look at the game and just chat to your friend and take pictures. I hardly Everybody, any I tourists. Exactly. I think every single person in that stadium pretty much understood we've got we've got to turn up here if we want them to turn up. I, and that's I, the way it should be. I listened to Ask Blog and Askcast and they were talking about, um, uh, it was James from Gunner yeah. Blog was saying he couldn't remember what he had to think twice about what the next game after Liverpool was because everything was just focused on the Liverpool game. Yeah. So it's Wolves, by the way. 
got a blog. You should, you should have known that. <laughs> you know, call Sorry, yourself guys. a podcaster. You know, well, um, <laughs> I mean, the crowd, and then you only got to look at the touchline and look at Emery himself. Yeah. Because not only was he trying to G up the players, he was G up the crowd. There was instructions. Just... You know, he, did, he did come to the crowd and raise his hand. And, yeah. Yeah. But it, there was instructions as well, uh, being bellowed out by one... Juan Carlos Casado. Yeah. He is hilarious. I love him. He's, He's hilarious. Brilliant. Actually, there was a video right that came out. I think it's... Uh, I can't remember the name of the podcast. Right, but when... Guns and Yellow Ribbons. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> it, I wish. Yeah. But it was a video and... When the team is about to set up defensively and we've got a free kick or whatever, Juan Carlos will come out and Emery will go back. And now Juan Carlos is the one who's yeah. telling the players what to do. Once the danger is cleared, Emery comes back and he's the one who's doing all the he's gesticulating and everything that he's doing. So I love that. It's it's, it's just different. somebody was crit- I don't know who it was. Somebody was criticised and said, um, was it? It might have been Shearer or something like that. Why is he doing all this shouting and screaming? I said. <sighs> His players can't hear him, and with the noise in that stadium, he couldn't hear him. But so, what do you, what do you what, exactly? You, you they can because I've said it to you a couple of times before. Bellerin's gone overtaking instruction, passing them on. Yeah. You can hear. I can hear him, and I'm further away than many other players, and I can hear him in in, in you North can hear, You can hear Juan Carlos. Yeah, without a doubt. And you know what's even funny? And you're further away than me. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm in the North Bank, right behind the goal, more towards the corner, and you know I, I can still hear him now and again. Is just a little bit, and of course it carries. It carries, but on the pitch, it will carry as well. Yeah. But you know what I really like about Juan Carlos when he he does his gesticulating on the side of the pitch, and then he goes back and then he remonstrates with the rest of the bench. And he's telling <laughs> all the bench what uh, all the different things about why that play didn't go well or whatever. Oh, we should have been doing this, and you can t- you can see. I saw it on the Blackpool game because I was right behind the bench, and you can see he was saying, oh. Should have gone over this way, and you can you can hear what he's saying to him, and he's and what's Stevie uh, Ball doing at the time? He's sitting there, doing his hair. He's literally, he's <laughs> doing his usual Wenger thing, just sitting there with his chin on his on his hand. I really don't understand it. So Lacazette, what did you make of the goal? Eighty-one minutes. What quality goal. goal? Yeah, it will be changed the game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, the substitutions. I reckon the substitutions definitely changed the game. Even Welbeck changed the game in some yeah, respects. Yeah, with his Welbeck was brilliant positioning for the goal as well. Because yeah. it gives the uh, their defence a lot of questions, especially with two of them being mm-hmm. so close together. Yeah, you know, because everyone's used to playing in the Premier League with just one striker. Yeah, and obviously when you stick someone else up there, which in if a lot of argument is going around about Aubameyang being next to him as well. Well, the same with Aubameyang that we should be playing with a, a solid four, like four four two, two up top. Yeah, and he's he like he was one of the most potent strikers in the Bundesliga as a centre forward. He can only play on the left, which uh, he doesn't play as well on the right. So then you've got to accommodate the likes of a Wobi, Ramsey, Ozil in in those other positions to you know. So, but I I think I think the fact that Welbeck coming on, and I've said before, his finishing mightn't be great, but his pace frightens the fuck out of and his work rate as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it will be the same now. I love a Wobi. I love him. In versus He's, Trent Alexander-Arnold was brilliant. Was yeah. no chance. The Snapchat boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he had no chance. But uh, everybody's on about Robinson and uh, Trent Arnold. Being Robertson. Robertson. Um, I had to get one name wrong, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least yes, it was Joanne. close. At least it was close. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, about how, how good a talent. But Trent Arnold was ripped apart by yeah. him. I can't believe that people actually put him in their team of the week. He was crap. Hmm. He was no, he was bang average. Absolute tore him apart. He was bang average. What I loved about the, the goal, he, he had no chance anyway. Coming up with someone like Aubameyang and then going up against no. someone like Iwobi, right. who's Wobi and, and Welbeck as well. And, yeah. well. and then Welbeck as well. He had no chance whatsoever. It, it confused Liverpool's defence because when the ball was being played, Welbeck kind of like as they were occupying the centre halves, both of them pointing to Iwobi where they wanted the ball to be. So he plays it. Van Dijk, if you watch his positioning, you would think he would go to the back post. But he's following Welbeck around. Right? He's following Welbeck around and then Lacazette just has the... It was a brilliant fucking finish. Yeah, yeah. But it just confused... I, I didn't even see it coming because I thought I was expecting a ball exactly. to go in. The pass or, as well. Yeah. 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 The pass was brilliant. If it was Ozil, Vaseline would have gone out of stock because people would have just been going... <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, Ozil... He did turn up. He did. He, had he a turned game. up. He, yeah. he he was tracking back. He was tackling. He was doing. A, he had a. He put a shift in. We were, we were talking before. We just had some food before we done this, and we were we've been sitting chatting, and we we're trying not to talk about too much of the stuff we we're going to talk about now because we'd run out. Of, like, you, but one of the things we were talking about was um, Ozil and um, Unai seems to have got his mark. And and he's he's had a word with him or done something with him. He checked him. He's checked him. He's that's checked him. That's what he did after the the, he's, he's the Chelsea Ozil game. Whisperer. After the Chelsea game, he Just took whisper. him off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably got a name. Yeah, Ozil Whisperer. No, he probably is because he took him off against Chelsea. Yeah. He dropped. Back in this team, if you work hard, I was Same watching. Palace. Yeah, I was watching him specifically against Liverpool because I wanted to see tracked back tackled created chances he created the most chances in the game so I've got no complaints some of the flicks as well some of the back heels and flicks so I get really frustrated with someone like uh, Ramsey who tries to pull them off and he hasn't got the talent to do it he should just keep it simple whereas Ozil has the talent to do it and he did it it, towards the end of the first half the touch to Lacazette Lacazette was unlucky enough to to score on that what a touch what a touch Ian Wright came along and and said on match of the day that Unai's not afraid to make changes and I I think nobody's got a God given right to be in in the team It, it is you know You've got to fight for your, you got, You've got to earn it. You've got to fight for your right to party. <laughs> That's how it should be. Everyone's got to... You have to earn it. And Danny Murphy, who, in my view, hates fucking Arsenal. Um, the Charlton board. <laughs> Fulham, wasn't he? And Charlton. And Charlton, Charlton yeah. um, but he said the energy, the fitness in the squad, the changes uh, that have happened to Arsenal under the new regime, he says he's so surprised how quick they've come about I think we are as well yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, how quick has come about because I know we talked I think you gave what you thought your predictions were where we might finish um, at the uh, at the end of the season I said I said something like you know fifth or sixth and we see some progression yeah I'm happy with that I'd be, I'd be happy with that as long as you can see it moving but I would be disappointed if we're not battling in that top no, the ex- yeah. He set the expectation there. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like before we had no expectations. We, I think, I, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I was saying not, not a single person. No, I don't care if we lose the first ten games. We need to give him time. Oh, mm-hmm. Emery, you need to give him time. And I think nobody had the expectation that we would. 
do uh, progress as well as we did. I think even between the first game, which personally I just saw it as uh, another pre-season game. Pretty much. Uh, Pretty much. I, I saw progression between the first the first games against City and then the second game against Chelsea we played better. We should have come yeah. away with at least a point. Yeah. Uh, and then from there we've just kicked on and it's got better and better and better. I mean, nobody, yeah, nobody would have thought it'd be on a fighting game or beating run. Yeah. yeah, the only person who, who hasn't seen any progression is Paul Merson. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's what I was going to say about these pundits. A lot of them are going to eat their words, yeah. and a lot of them are eating them now. Yeah, and if with Paul Merson's half-assed apology, I'm sorry. Do one, simple. Try, hand in your Arsenal card, my friend. No longer a legend. Yeah, that's that's the shameful thing of it. Like you know. You go back and look at Ian Wright at the end of Wenger. He did come out and make statements saying that it was time that he felt it was time to go. He felt that uh, Wenger wanted to go. He, I think, he said he saw yeah. him one time and had a, had a meal, and he, he thought, you know, he was ready to hand his cards in. But at all times, he maintained his respect for the club, yeah. the club he played for, and he's obviously an Arsenal fan as well, yes. which yeah. which does help. There's plenty of pundits are ex-Arsenal fans, and you only re- ex-Arsenal players, sorry. Uh, Nal Quinn, Paul Merson, fuck off. There you go. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. There's plenty of pundits that are ex-Arsenal players, and none of them you really hear much in the way of disrespect as much yeah. as what you do, as you just said, Nal Quinn, and especially Paul Merson. See, I don't really care for, for Nal Quinn, but, but the reason why Paul Merson really annoyed me was the fact that he was only focusing on the negatives yeah. so for him we haven't improved defensively we're barely winning these games we haven't played anyone so there was nothing about the players look different there was nothing about the individual players who have improved the Bellerins the Iwobis the Xhaka's shock and horror so he was only focusing on oh, the defence the defence they've got a weak chin and, and if they keep defending this way they'll lose 3 and 4 I mean come on but people go on about um, who we've played and everything else okay, now we've played Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool. Chelsea, we all agree that we're unlucky that we didn't get a point, yeah, yeah. if not win that bloody game. Uh, Liverpool, we got a deserved point. I think it was probably a fair We could result. have won that. We, we could, could have won, won it. That. We could easily have lost it as well. I think it probably overall on the balance of things... A draw it, was a fair result. It, it, a draw was a fair result, but I, do, I did feel slightly hard done by. I thought, fuck, you know what? On the performance of play, forget about opportunities, but performance of play, we... We bossed that. Yeah. We absolutely bossed that. I, Looking at, I, I still disagree with all that shout. We've not played anyone. Anyone can But you can only play who's put in front of you. There's, well, there's, there's 20, 20 yeah, yeah. teams in the league. There's five or six good ones. The rest are shit. No, that's the thing, no, though. That's not even the case anymore. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> you're looking at like 15 teams out of 20. You know, those middle, middle 10, they can finish wherever in yeah. that middle 10. The, the top six or seven teams... Are very very tight, and then the next say layer down is they're quite close together. I think I, I think I said before last season uh, when we finished sixth that we were in the relegation zone of of, of the league. That is that top six league. Yeah. Then you got the middle league as you're talking about, yeah. and then you got the relegation league. Yeah, and we finished deservedly shit and the bottom of our league. So terrible. Stat wise on that game, we had sixty two percent possession in the game. Uh, we had 12 shots versus their 13, four each on target. Um, corners wise, five versus eight. Yellows, one and one, and red, nil, nil, nil. So even the stats show that we got the possession, but shots and shots and on targets and corners, it's there or thereabouts. So my, my point about 
been probably a fair result being a draw. Mm. Yeah. So, prediction league wise, um, Mike, you predicted three two. Yeah. Way Mike, off the mark. Mike in America predicted three one. Manny predicted three two. Three two. I got a point back. Yeah, well. <laughs> I predicted the correct result again. I'd done at two two. Johnny, what did you what did you think before the game? I don't know, did you put something on, on? Uh, well I said when when we did our little videos before the game, I I, I said I don't even mind if yes. we lose as long as we put the performance in, as long as they show heart, as long as they show You predicted a draw and I asked you, is it the end of the world if we lose? And you said no, it's all about the performance. It is all it about, is the about the performance. performance. And what was the atmosphere like? Banging. It was no, 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 no. Palpable. Palpable. Palpable, that was the <laughs> I think I used quite a lot. <laughs> Palpable, I used quite a few. He used some, a lot of phrases about, like, you know, needing to relieve himself in the toilet. What was it that was one? lapping at my back teeth. It was lapping at his back teeth. <laughs> So when we look at the prediction league, the points at the moment is the guests are on 15, Mike's on 16, I'm on 17, and there we go. So I'm catching up. Why do you keep doing that? What do you mean? <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? What are my points? Just uh, You're a couple of heads. Okay. I think you should actually give the points because I, I'm actually finding it difficult to keep track. Right, okay. So mm -hmm. For those that are listening... For those, yeah, if they haven't switched off by now. <laughs> Manny's, on nine, Manny's on 19, Fergus is on 17, Mike in Boston's on 16, and the guests are on 15. This is now all available on our website, on the Prediction League. If you click on that, it's updated, and we've already put our predictions in for uh, tomorrow's game uh, against Porto. Uh, sporting? sporting? Fucking hell! Porto, twice. said it twice now. Yeah. Twice! <laughs> so, yeah... Um, so, yeah, that's on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Click on the tab for Prediction League and you see where we are. You'll also see some little pictures of us all and bios. Um, tell us a bit about who we are um, and ways to contact us, ways to listen to this via um, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, looking at our Facebook, our Twitter, or Instagram. Johnny from the North Bank runs that bit. Um, so the next game is tomorrow night. Three of us are going. Um, that's not a dig. Okay. Three of us are going. Although this is a dig, you were offered a free ticket. Oh. You turned it down. My oh. God, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna air out. Just let it go. Just, just let it go. Frozen, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I have to say, you don't really get to say anything about the Tottenham song unless you turn up to a game. Okay, let's go into the Tottenham song because I'm. I'm so glad you've gone into. I'm so glad you've gone into. I got. I got. I got to get popcorn. First of all, it's a crap song, right? Let, let me just put it out there, right? The um, it serves a purpose. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a crap song. First and foremost, we saw it work. Yes, exactly in the pub. In, in it's a crap yeah. tune, yeah. right? Now I totally understand it when you're in the pub and you're trying to get the fans g'd up. I get it, but when you go into the game and you're playing against Blackpool and you're singing about Tottenham, that makes no fucking it's sense. We hate Tottenham. Blackpool. Everyone, right? Anyone who knows about Tottenham. Anyone who knows about football in this country knows that Arsenal hates Tottenham. So why do you have to sing about it every single oh, game? Why? I why? prefer. Hold on. I prefer the the Shite Heart Lane tune. All right. Yeah. I, I like that one. But this, we hate Tottenham. Why, why do Liverpool fans sing about the Munich air disaster? Why? They sing they, about that every game. It, yeah, yeah, generally. Yeah. Why? What? Why? I don't care about what Liverpool fans no, 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 do. No, no, no. Forget that. What? Forget it's part that. of the culture what? of going to the game. Stop singing about Tottenham when we're playing Blackpool. It makes no fucking you sense can't, to can't, me. You can't use Blackpool as an example because the Blackpool crowd 
It's not an Arsenal crowd. It's okay. Okay, it's like so, so okay, let's not even, let's not let's leave the black. They, are, they, only sing, they only sang the songs that they they knew and they they've heard. And they, so why am I hearing it against Liverpool? Why am I hearing it against Everton? Why am I hearing it away to Chelsea? I, I, I think it only went once against Liverpool. No, yeah. it did not. Once, right at the beginning, it went. You see, and you might be here because the, 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 the effects mics on the TV are different because they'll pick it up uh, from different areas. Yeah, I was hearing it about but three, four times during the Liverpool game. It makes no sense. Listen, no, but I, we, listen. we've had more. We won the league uh, on Merseyside. Yeah, that's that over, that We sung that a lot more. See, I didn't even oh, hear that. There was a dickhead beside me. I didn't even hear that one at all. Yes, no, there was a dickhead beside me who's gone, well, we won the league on Wide Out Lane. I said, mate, we're playing Liverpool. And I said, we won the league on Merseyside. And he went, oh, yeah. Didn't have a clue See, anyway. I didn't even hear that. I didn't hear that. We were singing all the That's what I'm saying about the effects mics on TV. You, What you hear on TV and what you hear on the ground are completely different. So you get picking up, we hate Tottenham, we hate Tottenham. It's never the whole crowd. It's always... It's pockets. Yeah, it's in pockets. And the only time you really get the whole crowd singing is when they sing... Even even the actual even the club are quoting it on on Twitter now. Yes, the yes. So you do know you do know you got a motorbike downstairs and you've got a helmet. If your head gets any bigger, you're going to get. Oh yeah, I go freestyle. But our last game uh, fixture against Sporting uh, was the first time that Arsenal did not concede a single shot on target in a European match since March 2015, which was versus Monaco. Oh, shit. We could talk oh. about uh, Monaco in the Champions League. Um, Emery has uh, suffered one defeat in his last 21 group stage games in the Europa League. He's won 12, drawn 8, lost 1, uh, while at Valencia... Um, and Seville and Arsenal so he's only lost one game Sporting are third in the domestic league three points behind the leaders Porto and Braga who are both on 21 points and they are 19 points looking at the difference in squads I think we talked about this before when we looked at the Europa, uh, Europa League when we first came out Sporting squads value is 144 million where you look at Arsenal and our squad value is 574 million so whew. It's just, we, we shouldn't be in this competition. We're in it, but we shouldn't be in it. And we should be smashing it. So, yeah, we and, are currently. And Arsenal are now 14 games in all competitions. Lineups, changes, what we expecting. Who wants to go? Mike, you haven't said much. I'm eating the popcorn. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm expecting a win. Uh, I can't say anything less. I don't think this sporting team is particularly any good and they don't, Pose much in threats. See, so what people don't realise is that's planning. I brought two beers up. So no, it's that's... not. You forgot one and went to get another one. Uh, yeah, but I, look, uh, you can't you can't style out being senile. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, Mike. You're rudely. Oh no, no, you crack on. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I think the only there's only a couple of players that really gave us any gripe or in Lisbon. Uh, the number nine, which is strangely a fullback, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was very good. Um, he gave us a lot of problems. Uh, and Nani, with his experience, was trying to pull a few strings. He didn't always come he on. He dive a few times as well. Yeah, but that's a continental thing. Uh, uh, X-Man U shape playing. Yes, there was that. Uh, there, was, there was the, uh, the call, um, uh, we were trying to start the song, uh, Nani, you're... Uh, Nanny, nanny, you're. Oh, that will go tomorrow night. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it started. Yeah, we'll get it started. <laughs> we'll get it started. Especially, especially if he's warming up. He yeah. doesn't start. Yeah. Because he'll he, warm he up right start. in front. Yeah. Oh no, he won't warm up in front of us because the European games. They, they do the other end. Yeah. Anybody, please look. Answer us on Twitter or whatever. Anybody know why that is? Is it because they have to warm up behind the fourth official? I don't know, but it's the it's only in European games, FA Cup, League Cup, and and Premier League. They all warm up. They come out of the dugout, turn left, and warm up towards the north bank. In European games, they all go down towards the clock end. And when I see it at uh, Wembley for Tottenham and everything, they all warm up that that direction. So I don't know. Uh, it's probably a camera thing, to be honest. Do you reckon? But the camera's there anyway. I think they put a they put a camera down there for consistency all the way through. No, but there's a, cam- there's a camera there. There's a man on the camera right by us. Yeah, I'm just unless they've got a static idea. one of those ones that are all padded, and I can't. I'll have to look tomorrow night. Mm. Um, pre- predictions: the biggest threat you're saying is their number nine and nanny. Is that what you're saying? I think yeah. Getting getting into wide areas uh, and avoiding Terea, they ain't going to be able to at all. You think uh, he was going to start? Terea, yeah, mm. yeah, he will. Yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think we'll I think we'll we'll start him with Gwenduzi because Gwenduzi isn't banned uh, for this match because it's only domestic matches he's he, he's uh, banned for. Um, so Gwenduzi will probably get some game time. Zaka might would be rested. Mm. Well, I'd like to see that pairing again. Which one? Uh, Gwenduzi and Torreira. I thought they did quite well when they played together. Mm. Bearing in mind that how youthful they are. Yeah, I, to I be honest, forget I, that I, is twenty-two. Yeah, I really it's do. Can you imagine how, how much we can get out of him if, if he stays around? Like twenty-six million, right? Well, bargain, absolute bargain, serious bargain. Yeah, you know, and we have to we have to give them credit because they tied that up way before the World Cup. They tied it up before the World Cup. It wasn't announced until afterwards. Because, yeah, you know, you get want any extra publicity in the World Cup, which is fantastic. Yeah, he did because he had a brilliant World Cup. He didn't want to do it with his medical during the World Cup because like, yeah. apparently, you know, Arsenal contingent went out to Russia and, you know, tied up Chakra and whatnot. Yeah. And it was rumours that they wanted to do the Terrell, you know, medical there. Yeah. But he was like, no, you can do all that afterwards. Mm, he concentrated on, on his as football. On, at the World Cup, yeah. Predictions, I've got 2-0. 3-1. Uh, 3-1 for me. No, I said 2-0. I'm going to go for 3-0. Okay, and I think that's what Mike in Boston has gone for, a 3-0. Of course he would. He hates sporting. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah, yeah. he won more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, put, I put on, actually, I put on Facebook that um, I'm actually going to the event and he mentioned a comment on there. Said, I don't know why they call it Lisbon. Actually, the club is actually called Sporting Club Portugal. They do my head. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> some it's, of it's effect, Sporting anyway. CP, yeah. 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 Um, Arsenal ladies doing very, very well. They um, didn't smash a team this time. Um, Arsenal beat Birmingham ladies 3 1 uh, to maintain the 100% start to the Women's Super League. Uh, with a hard-earned point over Birmingham City. After a goalless first half, the Gunners broke the deadlock with Jordan Nobbs, uh, who scored. Uh, Birmingham levelled with a minute uh, within a minute through Ella Follis. Follis? Yeah, Follis. Uh, and then van der Donk put Arsenal back in front from the penalty spot. Nobbs scored an in- injury-time goal to seal, seal the seventh win um, uh, in seven games for Arsenal. The next fixture... Is Everton away with the ladies, uh, Arsenal ladies, uh, on 12.30 on the 18th of November. But many of the Arsenal team will be playing on international duty uh, next weekend against Sweden, uh, which is on Sunday the 11th of November at 1.30. Um, Can we just circle back to the Europa League for a second? Yeah. 
if uh, the current fixtures are where the, the results are going at the moment, we could have Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, the Spuds, all mm. in the uh, Europa League. You're forgetting, you're forgetting yeah. one more. United. United, yeah. All four of us. All five. Five. Sorry, Arsenal. Us, Chelsea. Chelsea, Spuds, yeah. Liverpool, Man United. We could all be in the latter stages of the Europa League the way it's going at the moment. This is a, it's a stupid, stupid fucking rule. You wait for me to look at that and sort it out. Yeah. I think once you're in, once you're in the Champions League, once you get, once you're out, you're out. You're not yeah. supposed to be. I mean, look at Atletico last season; they were third yeah. in the group, get kicked out, and then win the Europa League. I mean, what the fuck is this all about? But whatever, we're not the decision makers. Did they lose last night? Atletico no, they won two 0 uh, Who? Atletico? Uh, Liverpool, what are you talking about? Atletico. Yeah, they won two 0 yeah. Oh, Borussia, was it against Borussia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on a one-man protest. I don't do Wednesday and uh, Tuesday football. I stick to Thursday where it's all that. Oh, yeah. stop it. Yeah. At least it's not on Channel 5 anymore. No, no, well, that's when, when Spurs were on it. It was Channel 5. Because yeah, Arsenal... they couldn't sell it, just like they can't sell the tickets to their stadium. And, and, and <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal going to the uh, Europa League and also it comes on to BT Sport. There is no surprise there. we got Wolves on Sunday as well. I feel that's going to be a tough game, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think the last couple of games they haven't played particularly well and they've got some really good players. They were really unlucky against Tottenham. They scored a perfectly legitimate goal. Yeah. 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 But they, they were really, really unlucky. Typical, typical Spurs though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, let's not even get... Like, like, jammy, like last night as well. Jammy, yeah. jammy, jammy twice. Oh. Why couldn't they just do the normal Tottenham thing and fucking bottle it? But all the, that they was are going to bottle it. That, They'll bottle it. That was the thing I asked uh, Boston. I said, uh, "What do you want Tottenham to do? Do you want them to come third or fourth? Third to drop into the Europa League with us. Fourth, the route of everything. We think it's hilarious. But then when you talk to Spurs fans, they go, well, we didn't want to fucking go in that Thursday night competition.' Oh, they're full of shit. Oh, they're full of they're shit. Full yeah. of shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter that's what competition excuse. they go into, the Champions League or Europa League, they will end up fucking it up anyway because that's what they do. You know what? I would love them to drop into the Europa League and us get them, and then we will beat them in the league on the second of December. We will beat them in the League Cup in the quarterfinals. And then we'll beat him in the bloody uh, Europa League as well. I don't know if my liver can cope with that much Arsenal time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him go for. I would love to have seen him go forth in their group just, yeah. to, just oh. to just to see and just to laugh. I know. And then hear the shitty ass excuses and say fuck off. Yeah. Red that was anyone else. <laughs> Red Star Belgrade, they beat Liverpool 2 0. And did you see I, I posted on on uh, I think it on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, I posted there was a post when Arsenal beat um, Red Star Belgrade 1-0, it was about Arsenal beat European Farmers 1-0, and when Liverpool lose 2-0 to Belgrade, it's plucky Liverpool beaten by former European champions. It's like, ridiculous the way the media I think, I think we've all reserved a special uh, chuckle for Liverpool. Yeah? Let's, let's all laugh at Liverpool. <laughs> 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 Somebody get them some <laughs> um, The Man U Derby, Man United. Um, I Man's. will not be watching that. Oh, I will not show. be watching that. Like, I stopped watching that game when Rooney. Um, was overhead the, kick? No, no, oh, not, not, the overhead, goal. Goal. not the overhead kick. It's when they went to, to City and it was 0 0. That was the one of the oh, worst terrible. Premier League games I've ever <coughs> since then. 
I don't bother with that game. What do you reckon would be the best result for Arsenal? Both of them just shoot themselves. One nil United. Yeah, one <laughs> yeah, nil United. But but then United. And Sterling break his leg. But if you got one nil United, or United beat City. Okay, City drop points. Is anybody really going to catch City? And are they going to be stopped from winning the league? I I don't almost give them the trophy. Russian now. roulette. Just the, just the the ideal result would be for both of them to just fuck off. So a draw. Really. Mathematically, right? Personally, I think until it's mathematically impossible for anybody else to win, everybody should have a little tinge of hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them people that says I'll oh, give them the trophy now. As much as I think they are by far the best team in the league, and they were, they obliterated the league last year. And they've got even better, and they've not even had Kevin De Bruyne playing. No, he's out again, isn't he? Yeah, he's out again, but yet they're still obliterating teams. Actually, speak, speaking of obliterating teams... It's theirs teams, to lose, Yeah, but they haven't got the trophy yet. Well, speaking of obliterating teams, I think that Mark Hughes is the biggest fraud in the Premier League. Yeah. He's the biggest fraud in the Premier League, so he went to Stoke, fucked them up, got fired... Goes to Southampton and look at the job he's doing. He's the biggest fraud in this. He, I, I was surprised they didn't get relegated last season because you know it would have been really funny if they had <laughs> done. Uh, he would have been the first manager to relegate two teams in the same season. He's gonna re- he's gonna relegate Southampton. I, th- I think yeah. they went. I think They're they were fucked. As you said, they could have gone down last season, yeah. and I, I put them down as one of the ones that will probably go down this season. Yeah. Uh, They're in trouble. I, I expected more of Fulham. Hmm. Fulham look in deep shit. Deep shit. Um, Spurs, we touched on Champions League. I thought, when I I typed up some of these notes, I'll put Spurs Champions League's exit. But they've got a a stay of execution at the minute. It's coming, don't worry. They're not going to beat Barcelona or Milan. I really hope. It's Barcelona at Barcelona, isn't it? Yeah. I hope they go to the new camp and then Messi comes back and scores a hat trick. Unless he came back yesterday, didn't he? No, no, he was, was, he, he, was he, he wasn't, he, he was in the squad. He was in the squad, he, but, he, but he wasn't on the bench. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He, he just trained with the team to, uh, for morale. That's what, that's kind of the thing they do. Okay. Which is nice to see that you know he's fit enough to train and stuff. Not as if they need him. So they didn't need him. Mm. It's a good game last night. Very good game. I didn't even watch it. Monaco. Oh. All hail the all hail TT. <laughs> This is he, terrible. He's, he's a, I reckon, I don't have any doubts that he's going to be a really good manager at some point. But he's walked into a, a romantic show. situation with Monaco, wanting it because it was his first club. And, you know, he, you know south, south of France. Who was? Who don't want to live in the south of France and earn millions of pounds. But, That's very true. Uh, he, his, his team that he's inherited was decimated last season and the season before and the season before that's their model though that is that their is business their model, model yeah. but they haven't got any they've got some good players coming through but they haven't got the same level of players that they've had in recent years yeah if you look at the recent years they've always, they've, they've kept to someone throughout them years at least to, yeah. to pull them through it but this time they've got no one you've had a, a, a pipeline of succession mm. as a coin phrase that I've heard before crazy that the squad that they had yeah, that got to um, was it the semis that it got to in the Champions League? I think so. Did it get I mean, to the semi-finals. Semi-finals. Well, I think they got to the semi-finals. They got far. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was an insane got, squad. Like Mendy and then and Bakayoko when he was decent. When he still had out, yeah. Bappe, they had Lamar, they had Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. It was a ridiculous squad. They had Man City, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And it was a decent squad and then just everyone just Get picked on the subject that that, that um, Europe and, and and so on, a lot talking about this European Super League. No, 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 no. no, there, no. There's been a few different threads and conversations about it. This all started with David Dean many, many, many moons ago, yeah. and he started the concept of a European Super League, and Arsenal and Liverpool and Man United uh, being part of that Super League with the likes of Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and so on. And um, I think we're on the original memorandum of clubs. Yeah. Uh, but there's no Tottenham, um, which is... Uh, again, Understandable, because they're uh, a yeah. middle, six, middle six wanderers. There, there's no Chelsea, who are now a big force in world football in the sense of they've, they've won quite a bit of recent years. It's all about... They've got the a billionaire. Uh, that's yeah. what it is. Well, we've it's got not, one, it's but it's not just that. Yeah. It's the amount of money that they generate as, a, as, a, as a, an attraction. You look at all the teams that have been muted, right? They're not particularly the best teams, like AC Milan have been muted, uh, put in that list, but they generate they generate money, they generate interest, they've got a big global following. Okay, they're, yeah. not, they're in it because they will bring money uh, because they're backed by billionaires and they've got a, lot, a big following, not necessarily because they are the so best teams. So basically, if you went into a, uh, a a bar in Thailand, you wouldn't expect to see too many Tottenham shirts and Chelsea shirts, and and maybe now you might see a couple of Man City ones, but you're guaranteed to see a Liverpool and Man United, and occasionally and Arsenal. You, uh, Arsenal, and Arsenal are big huge. in the th- Thailand, but it's all it's generally always. Man United, Liverpool, yeah. first and foremost, and yeah. then Arsenal. But do we need to be in this Super I know you said no. Do there shouldn't be a Super League. For there what? Is, yeah, there's no reason for it. There is a reason. And the, 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 the thing is, right, the reason when you look for at, it is greed. Yeah, it's, right. a lot of it is greed, yeah. If you look at these teams that in the European leagues, there's one, two teams in their league and they're the ones that are throwing all the money, get thrown all the money at them. And that's it. They're the only teams in that league. Yeah. Whereas in the Premier League, it's the hardest league in the world. Anyone can win it. Well, if you if if, if Boston was here, and we asked him, he'd probably see some Portuguese and some Spanish sort of Mexican Spanish football because it's more uh, uh, Hispanic and um, Latin sort of culture. Watching soccer, uh, soccer ball, um, but. They won't be watching Bundesliga that often. Mm-hmm. They won't be watching Ligue 1. They won't be looking at much of the even the Italian football, which we all used to watch in the 90s. Yeah, when I was coming but, out, it, it was, yeah, it was Italian, Italian, on Italian 90 on Channel 4. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the world watches every country in the world. You go on holidays, you're guaranteed you will see Premier League football. Yeah. So the Premier League doesn't need well, the Super League. No, it doesn't. No, the Super League needs the Premier League. Yes. Yes. And that's the, pro- well, that's the thing. All that's the, what I'm all just all saying. All the other clubs at, in Europe need a Super League. Yeah. But it will be watched more money. unless they can get some yeah. Premier League. Will it kill the Premier League? Of course it, it would. It will devalue the Premier League. It, yeah, it devalue and it. And eventually but, it will kill leagues around Europe. Yeah, we take, kill you, European football, period. You, you take yeah. out Bayern Munich, uh, Borussia Dortmund... Um, and so on. You take out Real Madrid. You take out Barcelona. You take out Atletico Madrid. 
You take out AC Milan, England Milan, Juventus. There is you nobody take, else. You, you, what's left? All, all the global audience will go towards this one league. And then nobody will be watching the rest of the leagues, and eventually they will just die off. You're going you're to have this issue as well with the away fan base. Well, that's why the next thing was going to come that's the, that's, the, that's the real issue there, is the away fan base. There won't be. There won't be, be a, there won't be a fan base. No, it, it Not would, an away fan base, anyway. It will turn into, I don't know, like a baseball game in America or something like that. It will turn into the NFL. Yeah. Right? That's what it will turn into. It will just be a league where nobody can be promoted, where nobody can be relegated. If you look at the that's, Premier League, that's part, that, of the, that is part of the proposal. That, that's terrible. twenty years. Twenty your first twenty years, no one can be relegated. That's t- that's yeah. terrible because the, like, you've got that romance of a team like the Fulham's or a team like like Leicester. Cardiff, like Leicester. Leicester. There won't be a right, Leicester who come, out, who come out of nowhere. They, they're promoted from the Championship. They played fifty odd games a season. They come to the Premier League and they're going away to teams like Chelsea's, like the Arsenal's, like the Man United's, and that's their cup final. So you're taking that away just to have a stupid Super League where. It's all about money, where there's not really any, there's nothing to it. It's soulless. Yeah. That's what it would be. It would be soulless. It, yeah, it got no history to it. Nothing. It would just be a fabricated league with all the big sides in it. I mean, who and the fuck wants to watch that? Can, can you imagine the price of a season ticket at the moment? Because the season ticket is balanced between A, B and C games. They're all going to be A games. So they're all going to be £70 minimum a pop. The thing is, it's, it's going to just t- turn into a tourist attraction. Yeah. It, 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 it the Premier League is, is especially being London, being Arsenal, new stadium, and everything else. You still get. Well, it, yeah, yeah, you are going to get it, your tourists, it, it, it but you're still going to get your clientele, your core clientele, and your proper fans. Arsenal fans. Yeah, your fans. Yeah, your proper fans. Even Manchester United, where I've been to a couple of times, that's full of tourists, but you still got that it's, essence of still Man U yeah, fans who have yeah. been there yeah, and of course. watched them throughout. Even though they don't sing and they don't do a lot these Mind days. Did you, did you hear about that Man United fan that uh, went onto the pitch? Pitch Invader. You know there was Pitch Invaders at um, Three Idiots at West Ham. West Ham, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They got on the pitch. There was also one at Man United versus Juventus. Uh, and he stormed the pitch. Yeah. Uh, he slipped up and couldn't get onto the field of play properly, so the stewards caught him. They took him, arrested him, he put in the cell. They went back to his seat and got his bag inside his bag and this is the issue more than anything else inside his bag he had two toy guns how the fuck did he get into a stadium would did he go try to get on with a screen mask on or is that the west no ham the screen one? mask was at west ham so you 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 got down in east london somebody with a screen mask running on a pitch on, on tv i, 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 I grew me. up i grew up two miles away from the west ham stadium from the london stadium i grew up 20 years it, I was mugs not that far away from there so it's you know in that part of town it's, it's not fantastic but what the Olympics regenerated it a bit and brought in some yuppies but you still got the same kind of yeah, rats yeah. down there oh, yeah. yeah you're always going to get idiots but that, that comes down to your security yeah but it, it, it is the thing that's what I was going on about the security one day somebody's going to come on that pitch, either um, be it a bloody suicide vest and go bang, or a knife. They're trying to get into stadiums in Paris. There was this yeah. pipe bomb in, in, which was a, a drill at Man United. But you know, it's going to go wrong one day, and yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing I'm worried about. Again, you're talking about the Blackpool game, mm-hmm. that West Ham Tottenham game. I know West Ham uh, Tottenham fans that went there. Um, and they knew that it was going to be a different type of night. They knew that it was going to be idiots. Even though I know West Ham and Tottenham can be a, a fiery affair yeah. and there can be, you know, old chats outside the stadium, let's put it that way. Um, but they knew that there was going to be more idiots 
all beard up, out taking the day off. There wouldn't be normal season ticket holders going who have got nothing to fear if they if they get kicked out of their band for, forever, they're probably never going to get another game anyway. They're not going to... They're, they're, there's no forfeit. If, you, if me or you get kicked out, we get banned for uh, for life, we're a £1,000 down and we don't have a season ticket ever again, you know? So there is a forfeit for us to behave ourselves within the stadium and behave... And plus, we've got a respect for the club and the players and the people around us that we don't want to be a cock you know, occasionally, yeah, we might have too much to drink, or you might sing too loud, or well, I don't know, and piss somebody off who's not having a good day. But you know, I just worry about one day that some idiot will 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 take it too far. Take it too mm. far. Take well, then we're we'll probably going to end up at some point with something like I experienced in Lisbon, where there's just nets everywhere, and you can't see the pitch properly. That well, that's in Germany. That's that, that's in a lot of that's stadiums. That's a, yeah, well, that's mean yeah, it's quite common. In a, but we don't we don't have it in this country. Well, yeah, because because I think it's going that way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think I think we've outpriced the average fan, um, and yeah. I think the people who can afford to go occasionally they're doing as an occasion, so they're not gonna they're not gonna be silly. And the other ones are either going as a tourist or are prawn sandwich brigade. So it's gonna be more of that sort of stuff. Saha, the, you were talking. You said about the abuse. Oh he's got. man. Yeah, apparently what? he got like, he got some um, threats and racist abuse from so That's that. for his di- was that for his dive? dive yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just him either. It was his just, family. Could I yeah, just his mother and sister got it as well. Yeah, it was his mother and sister who got they it. They threatened, yeah. wished his family dead, wasn't it? Anybody, yeah. just say to any Arsenal fan that's listening, if you or you know anybody and you don't say anything, says anything like that on Twitter or my Facebook, you're just as bad. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're not an Arsenal fan if you say that or you know someone that says it and you don't say anything. You know what the, the crazy thing was? You know Ian Wright's got a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just looks. So, yeah. yeah. So I was on there watching he one of the videos. He saw the other ribbons and he thought, that's a good idea. I might have one of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was watching um, one of the videos on there and I was scrolling through reading the comments. And somebody was commenting about um, when Ian Wright won the Golden Boot. Um, I think mm. it was his first season. So in the comment he was saying he left that game where he clinched the golden boot because somebody in the crowd was abusing an opposition's player. And this is and this is one of the Arsenal fans. So the guy ended up leaving. The guy was black, so he ended up leaving because he just felt uncomfortable. Now, there's this thing, right? Black players, when it's, it happened to Samuel Eto'o as well when he was playing for Barcelona. Mm. So ba- yeah, the Barcelona yeah, fans... monkey chance at him, Yeah, they? the Barcelona fans would racially abuse an opposition player. But because Eto'o plays for them, he's like, oh, he's one of us, so we're not going to do that mm. sort of thing. And it was the same thing um, with, you know, Ian Wright and all of the players that play for Arsenal. So they have this sense of, he's one of us, so we're not going to do that. But if it's an opposition player, we're going to do it. It's a fucked up way of thinking, and the fact that it still happens now. I had to tell you. I've had so many arguments. I I, I consider myself a, a, a lefty, and you know, I was Labour support, or whatever. And uh, I have had so many arguments and nearly come to blows with ignorant bigots over shit like this. Uh, I mean, I, I, we had the marches through London a few weeks back, and it was huge. I was at work in Mayfair, and it went through, it, it started at Park Lane. And literally, like, I think Which the next the day or the day People's after. referendum one. Yeah, the referendum one. And then yeah. like, a couple of days later, they had an EDL one. Okay. Right? And round the corner, and I saw the typical Chelsea oh, fan-looking knuckle-draggers uh, round the corner from my work, and I just looked at them like, you're a bunch of cunts. 
you, you obviously have no idea how the world works. Because Good job I ain't live. <laughs> you can cut that out. Oh, you can cut that out. <laughs> if anybody no, deserves no, that... This is, this is this not getting edited. This is as it goes. <laughs> but if anybody deserves that, deserves that word, they do. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, 100%. No, I, I do agree. I do agree. Uh, was it EDL or was it the FLA? Or what's the difference? Oh, the, doesn't oh this doesn't so-called football... Foot, uh, yeah, football, football Lads Alliance. Football Lads Alliance. And they're trying to align themselves with football. Get fucked. No. You do not represent me as a football I, fan. I... I, I I saw when that first started off and I knew where it was going to be hijacked. I, I think it has been hijacked. Um, but I, I think the concept was for ordinary folk, to, uh, it didn't matter what race, religion or colour you were, that you stood up against terrorism and, and, and that sort of stuff. But I think anybody gets into those sort of protests and stuff there's two sides to stories. I don't agree with terrorism. I don't agree with like you know what goes on a lot around the world, but I think it's just been hijacked by some other things. So, you know, always does. Always does. Always does. The last thing that we've got to cover is um, an Arsenal player who's had five goals in the Bundesliga, playing in the Champions League. Is Reese Nelson? Mm. How good is he doing? Yeah, man. Yeah. Nagelsmann's having a very good um, influence on him. He's playing him as a as a striker. He's not even playing him out wide. It, it, some of his goals have been brilliant. That one, oh, yeah. I think that last one, I think it is. Is he not been played yeah. as a winger? No, no he's, he's been playing as a striker. It's number nine. Yeah, he's yeah. playing. Yeah. So they're playing. They're playing a three-four-one-two formation, I think, uh, with two up top, mm-hmm. and he's playing as a as a striker. He was falling over, and he still managed to curl it as a worldie into the far top he's, corner. He's doing well. brilliant. He's doing well. Leave him out there. There's, there's talk of him coming back in January. No, we, we said January. this like a while a while back, didn't yeah, we? That he was saying there was muted conversations. He said he hinted that he might come back early. I'm thinking, yeah, if he gets a game, if he goes into the team, yeah, fine, bring him back. It, it depends if you get rid of Danny Welbeck in January, and you get rid of say uh, Ram, Ramsey and Mkhitaryan and stuff like that. We was discussing this earlier. Mkhitaryan is. Yeah. Me and Manny was discussing this earlier. If you do actually get, if we actually get rid of Welbeck, who do we replace him with? Because he is a good utility player. Mm. And I was, I said to you, didn't I? Is um, would you, you'd, the only way you could replace him now without actually buying anyone is having Niles, Nelson, and Nikita, and Ketia, sorry, playing all together. Yeah, mm. what that's, he brings. Yeah, because yeah. that's how well, that's what he brings. Yeah, but I, I would, I would rather get rid of Mkhitaryan. Uh, uh, and take the two hundred and twenty thousand pounds a week that we're paying him. Is he? No, I think he's one eighty. And no, two, he's over two hundred two hundred and twenty thousand. Is he on bonus? One eighty no, plus bonus. No, well, uh, Aubameyang is on one eighty and Mkhitaryan two hundred, or vice versa. That's that. It's one eighty and two hundred for the two of them. For the end of the day, I'd rather take that money and give Welbeck another contract. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, we were saying this earlier. I think he he deserves another four or five years. Go back to when we signed the thing uh, for um, Walcott. Walcott. Uh, it was it <laughs> was good. It was good business at the time because if you let him go for free, you give him the contract one hundred and forty grand a week. It was twenty five million over four or five years uh, to buy a player of that caliber. Mm. Uh, to buy a player <laughs> with that so-called calibre um, would have cost at least that. Danny Welbeck is how old? 27. 27. 27. 27. Yeah. Valued at £10 million. If, I, if you went out to buy Danny Welbeck now, you would pay more than, more than 
£10 million. He's English, he's got fast. The thing is, as he's well, strong. he's a homegrown player as well. So yeah, and he's a Premier League experience. Another reason, we had this discussion earlier in the year, didn't we, about who to keep, who to let go, and homegrown quotas and stuff like that. Welbeck is one that you would keep because he yeah. always puts a shift in and he, he comes well, under the homegrown. Look at, look at it, is he, is he any worse than what Ox was? No. no. And See, that, what did he go for? 35, 40 million. People bash Ox too much, he was a good player. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm, I I'm, not, I, I'm, he was a, I'm not saying he was a bad player at all. What I'm saying is, would you, if you was comparing the two, would you say Welbeck is worse or on par or even better than Chamberlain was. I think Welbeck gives you something completely different. Yeah. It gives you that yeah, a little bit more. It gives that bit of extra. Now his work rate for me is better yeah. than what Chamberlain's was. Yeah. I think you got so if you look at that, if you yeah, if you look at how much Chamberlain went for, yeah, yeah. to say that we're going to get rid of uh, oh, the talk is getting rid of Welbeck for ten million, we're taking a massive loss. I mean, you got to ask yourself this question. What does where does Welbeck see himself in this? Does he see himself yeah. as okay? I'm going to sign a new deal here, but I'm a bit part player. I'm 27 years old. I'm coming up to my prime. Yeah. Do I really want to be sitting on the bench? We're talking about Palace. Will he get ahead of Zaha? Yeah, yeah he would play with Zaha. Zaha, yeah, yeah, Zaha, Zaha would go out, go out on the left, and he would play up top. But for me, see, I would I would keep Welbeck because there, there's a few players. I, in I don't sport. think Welbeck can play week in week out. Well, bear in mind, he'd be working for a, a manager he's played for before. Yeah. True that, and I just think that Welbeck is one of what three players in the team currently who represent what Unai Emery is looking for. Yeah. So it'd be him, the work rate, it'd be, the drive. It will be, and it would be Terreira. And Bellerin. And Bellerin. Can you believe I'm saying that? No, I can't. I can't. But then again, we're being proved wrong in a lot of things that we're Quite happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Very happy to be proven wrong. I did say it'd come good this season. Oh, of course you I did. was. Uh, I did. If you listen back <laughs> to the old podcast, I did. I hit my words a bit in the first few games. <laughs> the jury's out on Xhaka for me, though. Like, uh, uh, listen, season, it, it, one swallow doesn't bring a summer, does it? So, like, you know, or it can be a good... No, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Boys? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Was it's, it's a bit weird all sitting in the same room looking and going, right, you got next. <laughs> uh, not that you could get a fucking word in it, no, no. but it, it's it's weird. It's, it's been good. It's been good. I'm stuffed though. I'm absolutely stuffed. This yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I, I can see that. I'm just... sitting really low down. Listen, <laughs> you got a pillow covering your gut. <laughs> uh, I don't have a gut. Yeah. See, I'm not even on camera. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> right. Camera Listen. shy. It's his own podcast. Uh, I'm not. Hello. <laughs> You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons as Fergus, Mike, Manny and Johnny from the North Bank. Um, check us out on gunsandyellowribbons.com, our website. If you want to contact us, you can contact us via there. Email info gunsandyellowribbons.com. Facebook is Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, Twitter is Guns and Ribbons. Instagram? Guns and Ribbons. It's Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Yeah, it's Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I only manage it. You, I, don't, you, I, don't, I don't type it in every the, time I log in. The, the only one that's Guns and Ribbons is Twitter because it limited us to a number of words. Oh, everything right. else is. But if you like it's us... It's all on the website. It's all on the website. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you like us, share us, comment us, rate us and review us. Thanks very much. Up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. 
Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 